0: Good evening, friends, and let me add my welcome my name is rob i 'm a pastor here at Capitol Press Fairfax. It is good to see you this evening and I want to spend a, time, a little time with you in uh, our third reading it 's there on page four in your worship guide it 's the reading that my good friend Randy Newman did for us tonight. I want us to look at that and we 'll see uh, in that reading an encounter between the angel Gabriel and Mary so I want us to look at that encounter tonight and Um, ask ourselves, what if understanding that encounter could help us understand the heart of Christianity, what it's all about? And what if understanding that encounter could change the way we lived in 2022, when we went back to high school or middle school, the way we engaged in our relationships? What if understanding that encounter could change who we are on the deepest level? Before we dive into God's Word, let me pray and ask ask our God to do just that. Pray with me. Merciful and mighty Father, we ask that on this dark night, you would help us to see the light of Jesus by your Spirit. Father, as we come to your word, we remember that the grass withers and the flowers fade. But Father, your word, it is forever. So speak to us now, we pray. Amen. You've been with us around our church the past few weeks. We've been going through the miraculous births of the Bible. uh, And we've been saying all along that all of those births point to this one birth that we're looking at tonight, the birth of Jesus. So when we come to look at this chapter, the first chapter of Luke's gospel and this interaction, this encounter between Gabriel and Mary, I want to do it kind of looking at two topics, silence and speaking, silence and speaking. Now, um... During our uh, earlier service, we had a bunch of kids here. So we talked about the the silent game or the quiet game looking around here. I think we're all a little too old for the silent game or the quiet game. But I did say the silent game, when it goes well, is a game that all the kids play and all the adults win, right? Like that's that's the aim of it there. Um, uh, On a more serious note, we know full well when it comes to silence how painful it can be. Right? Um, some of us know that we've been heard, and in order to get back at those that have heard us, what do we do? We enact the silent treatment, right? Um, I came across a story a few weeks ago, uh, one of the most incredible stories I've read of the silent treatment. The year's 1971, it's West Point Military Academy. There's a cadet who takes a, an exam. The other uh, cadets with him notice that he doesn't put his pencil down when the professor says, time's up. So they, they say, hey, that's cheating, right? You, you took longer on your exam. You're cheating. So they brought him up between, uh, before the student honor uh, corps there, and, and uh, he was found guilty of cheating. Now, the officer review board exonerated him but so convinced were his fellow cadets that he had cheated that they enacted a punishment found within their honor code called the silence. Now, when the silence is enacted on a fellow cadet, it means this. It means he cannot have a roommate any longer. He must live alone. He cannot dine with anyone at the mess hall. He must eat alone. He may never be spoken to except for official business and then only as mister. Right? No casual conversations, no community. This particular cadet in 1971 endured the silence for 19 months until he graduated. We come to this story tonight, this encounter between Gabriel and Mary, and one thing we see is our God is not a silent God. Our God is a God who speaks. This story, the story of Christmas, the story of Gabriel and, and Mary, shows us that our God is a God who speaks. You see there in the first chapter of Luke that, that Gabriel, the angel. Now, angel literally means messenger. All right, Most of what angels do throughout the Bible has come with messages from God. He shows up on the scene. Who knows what Mary was doing? Having a cup of tea, making a fire, going for a walk? We don't know. But Gabriel shows up, and what does he do? He speaks because our God is a God who speaks. That's what this Bible is about. He speaks creation into existence. He speaks the Ten Commandments. He speaks through a bush. He speaks through prophets. He speaks through a donkey. That brings me particular hope tonight. Um, Our God is a God who speaks. And we should take note of this, too. Um, He speaks to Mary. Our God is a God God who is not primarily elusive or hard to get or silent. Our God is a God who speaks. And speaking to Mary here shows us that our God is a God who speaks into ordinary and unexpected places, right? We're told Mary was a virgin um, in Galilee, a town there in Nazareth. Uh, Friends, when it comes... To the ancient Near East and ordinary and unexpected places. This is about as ordinary and unexpected as you could get. A poor, young woman in a backwater, nowhere town. Right? Like, your response would be appropriate if you heard this story and you were like, Really, God? Like, that's your plan. To bring salvation and to bring your son in the world. Her. Here. Here. You could not make this story up, right? But that's the way God is at work, and that's how He's working in this ordinary and unexpected way, which means, friends, for you and I tonight, there are no circumstances, and there's no place where God can't meet us and God can't speak to us. That's the kind of God He is. And there's no indication from the rest of the Scriptures that somehow... um, God was just in awe of all the ways Mary was performing and living, right? Like, he wasn't scrolling through his Instagram account and fell on her profile and was like, wow, she really seems to understand the assignment. I'm going to choose her. No, it's sheer mercy and grace to someone that the world would have never guessed. He chooses to show off his grace and mercy through her. They're working in ordinary and unexpected places. So if God speaks in ordinary and unexpected places, in this story tonight, well, what does he say? What's his message that he comes with? What does Gabriel come and show up and speak to Mary? Uh, He doesn't show up and say, all right, Mary, I've got some stuff for you to do. He doesn't show up and say, all right, Mary, I need to put you through a test to see if you're good enough for me to work in and through. He doesn't say, Mary, hey, um, I've got seven habits for a highly effective young mother I'd like you to read. Gabriel doesn't show up with good advice. Gabriel shows up to Mary with good news, right? News of a king. He shows up to Mary and says, listen, you're going to have a son. You're going to call his name Jesus, and he will be great, and he will be the most high, and he'll, be, he'll receive the throne of his father David and of his kingdom. It will never end. Gabriel shows up with good news. Um. But we need to see this. We know the story. We've read the story. We've walked through it tonight. Just because good news arrives on the scene, it doesn't mean automatically circumstances become easier or better, right? I think some people are disillusioned with Christianity and with God because they think, well, faith or being a Christian makes everything automatically easier or better. It's just not the case. Reminds me a few years ago, around this time of the year, I was down in Dupont Circle, stopped into a little place to get something to eat. It's called Krispy Kreme. All right. <laughs> Krispy Kreme is one more thing that shows me that there is a God and that He loves us. Um, but I'm there in Krispy Kreme. It's around Christmas time, Dupont Circle, and no joke. Uh, Two cops walk in, two policemen walk into the donut shop, uh, and the lady behind the counter says, I can't believe y'all are out here giving tickets at Christmas time. And the, co- uh, the policemen are like, Hey, tickets don't take a break for Christmas time. And some of us tonight know that hard circumstances, uh, mental illness, broken relationships, They find us in Christmas time as well. Even though this good news has arrived, it can still be hard. It can still be difficult. There can still be darkness because it didn't make things. This Christmas news showed up in Mary's life, and it didn't make things automatically easier, right? In fact, things became confusing and complex, right? Randy read it. She asked, yeah, how is this going to happen? Because I'm a a virgin. And, And in another reading, we see that Joseph says, hey, actually, okay, we can get divorced because this... This is not how things usually go. When this news came to Mary, things got complex. When this news came to Mary, things got complex and confusing. They got more difficult, right? For years to come, imagine being the parent of the Son of God. We read in here that actually Mary and Joseph, they lose their son Jesus, all right? That's one of the ways I know this is a true story, All right, because I doubt you've ever been a parent if you haven't lost your child at some point in time. And Mary would actually have to see her son grow up and be apprehended and be crucified. So if this good news doesn't make everything automatically easier and better, then what's the news that she hears of? What's this news about Gabriel speaks of news of a king. He's using Messiah language. He's saying, Mary, there's a king coming. Your son is going to be born a king that um, actually rescues us from the fall. That first reading from Genesis, this king coming will rescue us from that fall. This king coming is the one that Isaiah the prophet, our second reading, the one that he was speaking of. Mary, that's your son. That's who is to be born. And he's coming to be bring a peace. Um, That will be with us in our darkness, but will ultimately see to the fact that there will be darkness no more. We will read about that in our final reading tonight. That's the good news that Gabriel comes to bring Mary and That's the good news of Christmas, that this baby born is that kind of king. Think about the King Jesus. We read it also that this king, um, in terms of speaking, this king is the word made flesh. So, if you want to know what God's message for the world is or for you is, look to Jesus. Because Jesus is not a silent king. He says things like, "Um, Come to me, all who are heavy or weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. He's not a silent king. He tells stories about lost sons and lost sheep and a love that brings them back home. He's not a silent king because he speaks and says, um, I came that they might have life and have it to the full. That's the kind of things this king says and think, think about who he says them to. This king, Jesus, talks to people that you would never expect a king to speak to. right? Ordinary fishermen, uh, women of questionable repute, tax collectors who were seen as those who had betrayed their country. Um. We can all be thankful tonight that when Jesus comes across broken and messed up and confused people, he doesn't give them the silent treatment, right? In fact, he says, no, that's why I came. That's why I was born in Bethlehem, that I might seek and save those who are lost and hurting, that I might bring hope and healing. And friends, he'll ultimately do it by... um, by enduring a silence from God so that you and I never have to. Let's finish by looking at how Mary responds. All right. So there, there she is. Gabriel's shown up. Gabriel has shared this word from God, this message. How does, how does Mary respond? Does she say, All right, I got it. It's time to get to work? Does she say, Oh, man, I hope I don't mess this up? or I'm hope, I hope I'm good enough to do this. That's not what she says. Let me read for you what she says right here. She says this, Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. She simply says this, God, I'm here. Let your word be true in my life. What you've said, what you've promised to do, I pray that that comes to pass. I pray that that happens in my life, that you would use me and work in and through me like you said you're going to do. And friends, that's my prayer for all of us tonight, that that would be our response. On Christmas 2021, we would would hear the word of God speaking to us, that we would know that he is not silenced. And our response would be, God, do what you've promised to do in and through me. The message of Christmas isn't work harder or try harder or clean yourself up. The message of Christmas is God has made promises and given us good news. It's ours to accept and to receive. So here we are in this very ordinary of places. Maybe unexpected for some of us. God is speaking, and I pray that we would listen and believe. Pray with me. Father, I am very grateful that you are not silent, elusive, enigmatic, but that you have revealed yourself to us, that you've, you've made yourself known to us through Jesus, the Word made flesh, and we can look to Him, to His life and His death and His resurrection. So I pray tonight, speak. Speak to me and speak to my friends in fresh and new ways. Help us to see all that we have to celebrate in the birth of this king. It's in his name we pray. Amen.